What's happening, everybody? This is V3Cast, episode 28, where the band Voyager 3, that's us, talk about film, music, and all types of pop culture topics. What's happening, fellas? Episode 28, ready to roll. Let's that's do right. this. Roll yeah, out. I'm ready, but I'm tired from the weekend. I was just going to say, I am still recovering. Can you hear my, my voice is a little rough sound, because we were, we were we were talking the, for 48 hours straight do that real deep voice you did a second ago oh yeah you mean like my radio voice we are here yeah. the three cast <laughs> episode 28 here coming out of detroit <laughs> michigan <laughs> oh man awesome man yeah, we so, did a lot of a lot of talking last weekend oh yeah we did for we're sure. gonna talk further about it during that's this right. episode that's right because this episode is really focusing on the motor city nightmares recap we're gonna share all kinds of cool stuff that we uh saw and did and played and caught a couple surprises for you uh this show is quickly turning into the interview show am i right aaron am i right greg we're we're striving for covering new ground we're we're not just a band anymore we're podcasters that's right <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe it <laughs> so, right. you know along those lines i told you guys i got recognized from the podcast at motor city nightmares not right from right being not, in a band not from for 35 Voyager 3. years <laughs> <laughs> i've I only know. been playing music for my entire life your entire time. life yeah, somebody stopped me. They're like, "Aren't don't you do a podcast?" And I'm like, "Man, this is the YouTube influence, right? You know, holy right, yeah. moly!" There you go. Yeah. It, we've we've entered a whole new world, man. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I do have to say too this this podcast has been steadily growing every month. There's more viewers. There's more likes, and people are commenting. And do do us a favor too, uh, like this video and subscribe on the YouTube page because we're trying to get to 500 because once you get to 500 you can do some extra fun stuff you can do like some cool live stuff and other uh fun such things so um anyway uh tell your friends man and it's fun and helps us out we appreciate it speaking of appreciation we're going to get to all the cool people that we met at motor city nightmares but first since my throat's a little raspy i gotta know <laughs> what are y'all drinking aaron I, I can't uh, go first because I'm asking. That's like so fresh. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I got uh Sam Adams. All right. Ding dong. Oh yeah, Aaron, you left one of those in my cooler. Well, it's yours now, man. I drank Aaron, it already. That oh, looks good. really cold. Is that like a little ice on the bottle? Looking it's, nice. Yeah, it, it's cold. Look at that. You can oh, see man. that. What is that called? Sweat. The bottle is sweating. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we like it. <laughs> oh, sounds so appetizing. <laughs> All right. Enjoy that Samuel Adams. Man, I haven't had a Sam Adams since like it came out, I think. <laughs> so that was like a trip down memory lane for me. All right. Yeah. What about you, Greg? What are you drinking? Uh non-alcoholic tonight. Have you ever had this? Purely oh, yeah. green tea. The green tea, man. Unsweetened. Nice. People love green tea, but unsweetened, doesn't it taste like dishwater? Oh, it tastes Aaron. pretty. It tastes like tea. Aaron okay. that was not very polite. 
Oh man, that was me being an asshole again. <laughs> See, here's now the I'm thing. Gonna, I'm going to regret saying that for three months. That's right. I have this theory that people who, you know, and I'm not passing judgment. Uh-oh. I'm just making an observation. But people who drink sweet, sweetened tea, sweetened <laughs> coffee, they yeah. don't like the taste of the actual thing. They just <laughs> like the taste of sugar. What I said about um, <laughs> dishwater, dishwater, I stand by that now because you're judging everybody else mm-hmm. who likes sweet tea. Like uh, a lot of people like sweet stuff. Now. Observation. Oh, I don't know. What's the difference, Aaron. Is, is, is Arnold Palmer in that category? Hey, I, I love me an ice cold Arnold Palmer, man. I I want everybody to drink what they enjoy. All right, there you go. Well, let this me tell you what I, I enjoy. Look what, what I got, rocking man. This this can sweating too. This is tropical ginger beer by Q. First of all, Jeez. Q is one of the best ginger beers on the market, and this yeah. one, tropical ginger beer. So it has like a you know a little pineapple going on. And other I didn't such know things. They did tropical, man. You're this is new. Level. Yep. Oh yeah, man. Let me see if I can We're, get a good crack on this thing. Let's see what's going on here. It's been a while. It's been a while since Steve had a ginger beer on here. Hey, uh, I feel like he, where is that out of, Steve? Florida or something? Uh, Q. That's a good question. I actually never looked to see where Q is from. Um, you know, you know, Steve, you're from, a podcaster now. You need to research. Oh, is it from? You ain't kidding the uh, tropics like any chance like you know tahiti or anything <laughs> brooklyn new york can i hear brooklyn, it from brooklyn new york. what aaron are you just yeah. guessing i'm guessing because i'm thinking tropical <laughs> so i brooklyn is not the place i think of for tropical but that's cool oh man i'm telling you what <laughs> hue is like top three ginger beers of all the ones i've had and i've had most of them this it's really up there so when you add nice. that tropical to it yeah. ooh, man that's a lot of ooh. fun we're having a lot of fun all right well everybody um, out there what are you drinking let us know in the comments and cheers all right so as we mentioned this is going to be our motor city nightmares recap episode and uh, it was their 15th year. Can you believe that, guys? We've done four of them, but there's been 15 of them altogether. Yeah, it's hard to believe. I didn't realize that. I, that's pretty amazing to be uh, to be rocking that long. I know. I know. It and seems, this year, it seems weird that I never like obsessed about going to it until we sort of got involved playing it. And now, now I now it, I feel like I'd be missing it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, whether we're playing or not, or whether we're there or not, I would right. still go for sure. It's just uh, a, a great family, really is, man. Like it's a lot of the same people that go back, uh, a lot of the same vendors, uh, but definitely also a fresh crop all the time too. But you just have some of these staples that are always there. But uh, we got to say first and foremost, thank you to Motor City Nightmares, Tommy and Dan and Dave. And all the staff. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. The crews. Definitely. Uh, all the guests and the attendees and uh amino acids who played with us on Saturday night. Um, their spaceship came down, they all got out real quick, they set up their equipment, they rocked out, and then they uh warped out to another dimension. That was that quick. They disappeared real quick before anybody could catch them. That's right. And- try to you know reveal them or anything like yeah that. or reverse engineer their special equipment you know exactly great thunder i know amps. man if you 
if you get to, you know, we get to see them like once a year that people don't realize what a privilege that is, you know, because uh, nobody knows who they are or where they come from. And know? let's say this too. Um, I was talking, we to don't one of them. even know, we don't know who they are, but I was talking to one of them uh, after the show mm-hmm. and I didn't know who he was, but I was pointing out to him that, um, well, first of all, how long they've been around, I believe 99 is when they started. Sounds and right, um, yeah. that we played with them in our old band Forge, um, maybe their first show, certainly one of their first shows. Was their it first Alvin's? few months? It was at Alvin's. Uh, it was certainly one of their first, you know, few months of of them playing. And um, there are not many bands, if any, that were around back then that we played with that are still around today. Totally, like that's true. Us, the, the three of us are around, but we're not Forge anymore. And um, but they're still amino acids, and that I commend that. And uh, it's it's pretty damn cool to be playing with um, you know, a band for that long and to know. Sure. Well, we don't know them very well. We <laughs> no, we all. don't. We don't know them. We nope. don't know them. But no, they're very but, mysterious. Yeah, they're mysterious. But um, yeah, that's that's cool as hell to be able to say we've been playing with those guys for that long. And, you know, I heard uh, many people say this on uh, Saturday in particular, that uh, that was the biggest turnout Motor City Nightmares has had to date. Um, I don't know if that's official or not, but a few people with the red shirts on uh, said that. So uh, kudos to them if that's true. I mean, it certainly seemed like it was absolutely packed and great energy, great vibe. And, of course, uh Bruce Campbell was there. That always helps for yeah. sure. So, and by the way, his suits are impeccable. Do you see his jackets and stuff like that? Oh my yeah. goodness. Made yeah. me jealous. Cause I like a good suit coat. Y'all know that. I know, <laughs> but I don't <laughs> know if you'll ever be quite as cool as Bruce. Campbell. No, uh, not even close. Nope. 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 I won't even be as cool as the guy that puts his suit coats in the case <laughs> and hands them to him and takes them out. I, nope. Not at all. You're you're <laughs> as cool as him, man. Come on. Oh, I am. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. Well, goddamn. Thanks. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, going back to what Steve said originally, you know, the people who run this thing, they are always super, super nice to us and make make it super easy for us. And their entire staff works really hard, so it's it's just really well run, and we always have fun there. Let's talk about some of the uh, highlight of uh, the vendors that were there <clears throat> and there was a lot of a man i know you guys got some cool stuff um yeah i, I spent me a some highlights. too much yeah right yeah every time air would disappear for four or five minutes or something or 10, 10 minutes and he'd come back he'd have another box another bag with something in it <laughs> yeah there was some great stuff there was uh there was um a guy who did these 3d wall mounted clocks and or key like key hangers and um so he had like the the main zombie from the poster of of fulci's zombie he had uh Sa- he had, salem's lot salem's yeah. lot yeah oh he and i would friday be remiss the, friday the 13th swamp thing like he had he had a yeah. bunch of really really good ones yeah and in the, the, in the, the comments one. my uh my canadian buddy swamp music players said oh you're gonna skip over the swamp thing are you so uh <laughs> so tisk tisk so uh right. yes he had the swamp thing and it, it really yes. was awesome looking i mean it looks yeah. just like the film yeah it's it's great sculpture stuff that he did and and the highlight for me of course was eddie from iron maiden 
the ace is high eddie and you know i thought about getting it i kind of spent enough money that i couldn't let myself get that one but you never know what's in the future um that's right the guy's got a website so oh yeah no, oh, absolutely. And he was he was super nice and we like talked to him quite a bit i could because i kept walking by his his stand and uh i would stop every time and look at it because he had uh he had a halloween three i think and that one yeah. was really cool and then he also has they live but he didn't have he sold that one before before i got there so yeah but he showed us the um, picture on his phone and it actually has hair and everything yeah, it has like, like he put a wig on it. so cool yeah, actually his name yes. is keith and his uh his whole operation is called witch head uh designs so look him up and we'll actually link it in the uh, description but um yeah i think keith he is a might cool be dude. on instagram or one of those like i i know i was able to find it what else were, were some good ones there was a guy who had every poster you could ever want like these mini posters i'm gonna talk about that in a minute but also a ton of t-shirts and um there was uh well there's always so much cool stuff i mean you can just i would kind of do a circuit every once an hour and end up buying something every time there was a guy with a ton of funko pops and uh i indulged there a little bit what else what what about for you guys it was cool to walk by uh a staple at motor city nightmares john russo for those who don't know he co-wrote oh, yeah. night of the living dead with george romero and uh he still comes to all these different conventions especially in the midwest and east coast um because it's not that far from uh pittsburgh where, where i believe he still lives but so he was there at motor city nightmares but he had a guy with him and i don't remember his name unfortunately but i'll link it in the description but he is the guy who wrote uh this new film coming out called crack coon and there's a supposedly a, a trailer up now for it so i guess it's kind of like in the same bubble as uh cocaine bear it's it's not related as in it's not the same production company or same writers but it's the same spirit of mixing a crazy animal with some kind of a drug i guess <laughs> yeah so this is yeah. crackoon and uh he, he was like kind of with john russo and they've collabed on some things so they were kind of there together at, at their booth but uh, i'm going to look up that crackoon trailer see what's happening with that get a laugh yeah. or two i'm everybody said it's funny so i'm gonna check it out hey so you guys saw that that we that place that was right across from us they were set up they were called spin city static tape that's that guy that i told you about when i go to visit spring lake michigan i take these little like i look for reasons to kind of sneak out of the house and get away so i like snuck out and went to this uh this place called spin city i just found it on google maps because it was near her house and uh they had vinyl so i went out there to check it out you know we we, we go check stuff out right yeah. so, oh all the time whatever yeah, yeah we're just i was just checking it out yeah Mm -hmm. just for the record that's all i was doing was checking it out so anyhow i went in there it's in a mall a mall that doesn't have a lot of stores in it so it's got kind of that empty you know <laughs> zombie feel to it already yeah. and then he's got he's got a storefront on each side of the hallway so directly across from each other so one side is all um vinyl records cds tapes um posters all that kind of stuff i think he's got some video games in there too maybe I don't, I don't remember exactly but it it's mostly music all right so that would be spin city and then on the other side is static tape which i believe is the the vhs part oh, of it nice. and yep. it's all 
all movies like blu-rays every format you can think of and he's got like a bunch of old tvs set up in the back and he's got vcrs hooked up to him so anyways this is that place that i told you about i went in there and he had an entire shelf dedicated to vinegar syndrome and on that shelf was one of the uh new york ninja special edition um blu-rays so because of that you know i was first of all i'm out of town i'm like all the way across on the other side of the state i go into this place and he just happens to have new york ninjas so i you know i started talking to him and now every time i go back to muskegon i go in there and and reconnect with him and then come to find out at motor city nightmares he was at the table like almost directly across from us so his name's harrison lang and in the store of spin city slash static tape it's in muskegon if you get out there you should go check it out i mean the 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 vhs store is crazy i mean you could spend hours in there looking at what he has so so really nice guy and uh made a connection with him over the weekend even more you know with the with the band and everything so all right, so another great element of Motor City Nightmares, of course, is all the talent and celeb guests. This year was absolutely stacked. They had so many people from the Evil Dead or Ash versus Evil Dead world. I lost count. Out of those uh, groups of people, we actually interviewed uh, two of the actors and very, very happy to b- have been able to do that. And they're ones that we're very uh, fond of, as a matter of fact. So the first one we're going to bring to you right now this is Kevin Kepi, who's a character and creature actor, and uh, you probably know uh, the things he's been in. Uh, Smile was a film horror film that came out last year, and this year he's actually been in two of the Guillermo del Toro's uh, Cabinet of Curiosities uh, anthology. He was in uh, episode two, uh, Graveyard Rats. He was the corpse <clears throat> in that one, and also... He was in uh, episode seven, which is uh, the viewing, which was Panos Cosmatos' episode. He was uh, Blob Man. So uh, check out our interview with Kevin Kepi. Hey, this is Steve Green from Voyager 3 and V3Cast. We're here at Motor City Nightmares 2023, and we're here with Kevin Kepi, actor extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. That's right, that's right. <laughs> so we're going to ask you a couple questions today. So uh, how have you been enjoying Motor City Nightmares so far? Motor City Nightmares has been awesome. Yeah, it's been a really good crowd. My first time being at this convention and also in Detroit. And so, oh, first time in Detroit? Yeah. Other than uh, other than my pass through the city to go to Toronto a number of years ago. So, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but anyways, great time. Uh, this is a great convention. A lot of awesome people. I've been to a number of conventions, as especially as a fan. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of awesome people here. Great thing to see. Uh, everybody's awesome. I love these kind of conventions. And everybody here, uh, everybody's good good feeling good good energy yeah, yeah everybody yeah. here like likes the same stuff seen the similar movies you know it's great oh, I know, right? yes. and music yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah i was just uh i was just telling kevin that i turned him on to handsome who uh we just talked about on the last podcast episode and several others um so he'll be checking out handsome i, ho- I hope you love him as much as i do i know i'm looking, <laughs> looking forward to it yeah right on right yeah. on um, a couple other questions I have for you is uh, uh, what director 
do you think you'd like to work with in the future? Is there, is there any wish list, bucket list directors that you really, really want to work with? Yes. Um, well, as I told you, we were talking, whatever, like, because you're wearing the shirt, of course, John Carpenter is, like, yeah. an amazing director. Yes. And uh, not only just as a director, but, of course, his music's amazing. So he's always been, like, The Thing is one of my favorite movies. Oh, it has been for a long time. Yeah. And of course, like, They Live and, yeah, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. But he's awesome. And, um, but, you know, Guillermo del Toro would be really awesome as well. I could work with him as a director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Because he's such a passionate filmmaker. Yeah. And he's a all around artist and he knows makeup very well, so he loves the creatures and yeah, that stuff. Yeah. So. Which is one of your specialties. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so, like, and I know Doug Jones has worked with them a lot, and they've had a really good relationship and building those stories together. Yeah, very so, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, when you're in the makeup chair, because yes. since you do a lot of creature yes. type roles, when you're in the makeup chair and you're spending hours getting prepared, do you A, listen to podcasts, B, listen to music, or C, sleep? <laughs> um, to tell you the truth, uh, how about D, none of the above. Okay. Um, so, at least for me, some people will do those things that I'm aware of, but mostly for me, I'm paying attention and, and uh, being there with the makeup artist. Okay. And I also do some modeling, some modeling like for a few videos of school, Legends Makeup Academy. Nice. Uh, okay, right and on. so, same deal as like, not only are you in the chair, this is all my behalf. Like, not only are you just in the chair, keeping stuff placed onto you, it's about you being present with the makeup artist and working with them. Right on. So on and so forth. Like, if you can, if you're in, uh, naturally intuitive to what they're doing, if they're working on this phase, if you need to lean this way, if you need to like, if they need to see the underside of your arm, you're working here, you're, you just intuitively work with them and what they, where they're going. And so you just become a movable canvas for them. Nice. So you're being present. I hadn't considered that angle whatsoever. That's yeah. really cool. Some, yeah. people, some people, I think, uh, just sit there and they're like, yeah, text, whatever, which yeah. we've done. But I like being present and being part of the process. Gotcha. And yeah. it's, it's fun. And, and some people I've worked with, they listen to great music. Um, like uh, sometimes when we're on one show, like we're listening to punk and oh right you know, on yeah yeah like uh, like eighties metal and like not hair metal like like right on totally like totally metal, yeah. and, uh, so fun stuff so it's all about being present having fun being part of the process very yeah. cool yeah yeah you wanna live and breathe all of it in yeah, that's great yeah for sure yeah right on right on that's an excellent answer. Um, let's see. Here's a cool one that actually uh, guitar player Aaron, cameraman, thought of. And uh, he asked, what are some of your techniques or approaches to get your uh, the message and the mannerisms and the attitude across through sometimes a lot of makeup prosthetics? What, what's kind of the headspace there? Uh, that's a great question indeed. Um, I'm a naturally a theater trained actor, so that's where I learned how to do acting. And of course, I started doing more film work after that. But in theater, you have to be really elaborate. So yeah, you'll see like a lot big of moves. Big movements. Yeah. You'll see, especially with musical uh, uh, actors that do musicals, like there's all very dramatic and things. And so a lot of times, you have to be that way in big, heavy suits or different things that have going on. So it's about being aware and cognizant of your of where your body's at, how your body's moving. Because sometimes you have no idea if you have like a big fat arm here or whatever, a big muscle arm. Yeah. You have no idea like 
normally you might move a little bit, but you may have to move real big for the exaggeration. Total exaggeration. Same thing in your face. Um, I'm a very, I have big manners and uh, like for, uh, expressions yeah. in my face yeah. and my body. So I use that to my advantage in like suits and, and different like heavy makeups that require that because sometimes it's hard to move like latex or silicone right on, right on, or yeah. whatever. So the more you can, and it, even like your eyebrows, like it'll, if, Things are made to your face and your body, so if, even if it's thick, it's right pressed against your skin, yeah. and then uh, it'll move with you. But you have to work it. Yeah, right. It's like on. lifting weights for your face. Or something. I got you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the whole craft and art and science to it all. It's really cool. It is. Yeah. And you, have to, you have to be aware of it, and, and also like before you go on set, sometimes you do like a makeup test beforehand, so you have an idea like how it looks and feels. You don't get a lot of time with that. Mm -hmm. So usually, like when I got before I go to set. And I'm in the makeup trailer. I get into everything. I stand in front of like, the mirror, and I look to see like how certain things move. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I like this. I like this. This works very well this way. I'm like, I don't like that. So let me try this. And so it's all about playing, trying, and discovering. So yeah. it's a whole world of, of discovery, creativity, and that's that's another amazing aspect to the to the art of it. Yeah, yeah. right on. That's very cool. Very yeah. cool. All right. Last question for the day yes. is, uh, what's a cool album you've been enjoying lately? New or Yes. Oh, yes. Um, I'll tell you, two of them. One old, as I have just been listening more to uh, Sisters of Mercy, Flood, Flood, uh, Flood, Flood, what is it? I don't uh, know if I know that one. Um, it is... Which one is it? And my Apple Music is now <laughs> screwing with me right now. It is, uh, yes, the Sisters of Mercy Floodland. Oh, okay, gotcha. So it's like 80s, like, goth rock. Yes, yeah, uh, the beginnings of that whole movement, basically. Yes, yeah. 87, yeah, so that's a rediscovery. I do enjoy that. Um, but also, too, I've always been a really big Silverchair fan. Right on. So I love Daniel John, so I've followed his career for a long time. He put out an, a new LP, his second uh, solo album, gotcha. artist. Okay. This last May it was uh, called Future Never. Okay. And uh, I really enjoyed that. I listened to it a lot. Future Never makes me think he's like saying, I'm never going to get old. So yeah, I know. I like yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I listened to it a lot. I bought it on vinyl. Okay. And he's still there in Australia. And, um,. Yeah, Future Never. And uh, it's, it's a really good album. It's not, he has some silver chair or grips and stuff okay. like that, a little bit on guitar. But, but, uh, but it's, 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 it's its own thing. It's though. its own thing, okay. by far. I mean, I think he's just an amazing piece of art. It's his first solo album, it's really good too. So okay. I'm just a big fan of him. Dig it, dig it. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Kevin. We really appreciate it, for sure. So much, yeah. yeah um, we'll be in touch and uh, yeah, enjoy the convention. I sure. appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on V3Cast. Panos happened to be the best, at least my in my opinion, the best episode of the uh, Cabinet Curiosities. Uh, and he was a the character he played was so revolting; it's hard to even look at it. Like mm -hmm. it's one of those things that messes with your eyes because it's so disturbing. And uh, and this guy is like uh, really tall; must have been about six five, maybe yeah. more, maybe six yeah. six, and uh, very slim. And he's the kind of guy that those, those, you know, designers, the makeup and, 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 uh, prosthetic designers love a lot of the stuff he's done is really cool and disturbing. Like in smile, he's the, he's the, the sort of traumatic flashback mother that the main character keeps seeing. And, uh, that's pretty disgusting too. Um, so 
very cool, very cool actor who's able to, um, you know, make these characters really like hit you hard. The next actor that we were able to interview was one of our absolute favorites. And we've actually talked about him before on V3Cast, uh, the wonderful Eugene Clark. Uh, some of you may know him as Big Daddy from the fourth Dead film uh, of George Romero's uh, Land of the Dead from 2005. Uh, but he's done a lot of other stuff. I'll just give you a couple for instances right now. Um, the most recent thing that he's done is a Star Trek um, Strange New Worlds episode. He was a judge, a Vulcan judge. I haven't seen that myself, but uh, now that I know that, I'm definitely going to uh, check that episode out. And uh, he was in a recent um, kind of a Christmassy type film called All I Didn't Want for Christmas and uh, RoboCop Prime Directives. That was a little bit ago. And then also William Shatner's Tech War. He was in many, many episodes of that. So uh, Eugene Clark, seasoned veteran actor. And uh, here's our interview with him. All right, we're here at Motor City Nightmares with Big Daddy himself, Mr. Eugene Clark. Thanks for talking to us, giving us a few minutes. We won't take up much of your time. We just want to ask you a few questions. So tell us about your time here at MCN. How many of this of these have you done, and how is it for you? Oh, it's great. I've done, I've done a few. Yeah. I've done a few. I'm having fun. I enjoy other people. Yeah. Meeting, you know, uh, they like, they enjoy meeting us, and I enjoy meeting them, because without them, there would not be this or any of this stuff. That's right. That's right. So Absolutely. it's going great. I'm having a great time. I want to know... Oh, I'm also a stand-up comedian, so I enjoy doing... They don't know it, but I end up doing some some riffs and some stand-up. Yeah. Make them laugh. Yeah, you know. Excellent. That's awesome. See, you, you get more bang for your buck with Eugene than you do with... Sorry, with anybody else here. Sorry. Uh, no offense to anybody. No. Um, <laughs> the check's on the mail. I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> what does it mean to you to be regarded as such an iconic zombie? I just feel honored, blessed. I mean, there's been a lot of zombies in the, in the history of film. There have you know. been a lot of zombies. Um, you know what? I've been in the business for a long time, since 1978. Yeah. I have over 146 productions I've been in. I've been in um, about eight TV series, uh, Night Heat for um, five years, a um, couple for like a year or two years. Mm -hmm. And you always hope something takes off, like really takes off, right? And th this one did. Yeah. So I feel very fortunate. When I come to do things, I geek out sometimes. I see people, like I saw, uh, I forget his name, but I saw, he was a kid actor, and I, I knew the, when I was in elementary school, and I'm like, and inside I found myself, you know, yeah. get, being a little kid, and it happens. So. Um, I love meeting the fans. I think this is awesome. Awesome. Um, how did you, this is one, our band Voyager 3, we've been wondering, we, we, we talk about this, we talked about it on our podcast more than once. How did you come up with your unique photo op technique? Like, is this a, a thing that evolved, or how did you, how did you oh, come it, up with Well, it? it evolved over time. Yeah. Um, as, I, as I said, I, I used to do stand-up comedy a lot um, at the, a club called Yuck Yucks, Yuck Yucks Comedy Circuit. Yeah. Um, and they're mostly up in, in Canada. And, I, and I, I did some places in Buffalo, and I used to do colleges, universities, and I missed stand-up. Mm -hmm. 
So it got to the point where I thought, if, when I do panels, let me start writing some material for this. Because they ask me questions, and then you know you, you start answering the same questions, but this is boring. Yeah. So sometimes I say, well, let me tell them the truth. But the truth wasn't funny. So it took me about actually 15 years to make the truth funny. Because um, they'd ask, how'd you get the part, right? Uh, and then you give them the backstory before the part came available. And then you go places where maybe you don't have, there's like a hierarchy, right? You know, like you got Bruce Campbell, you know, you got um, Robert England, you know, their lines are long. So I know I have a, I have, my people will come, right? That's what I always say, my people will come. So if there's a huge line for somebody and I'm here, it's like going to a, um, a theme park. Yeah. And the kids go, wow, everybody's yelling and screaming. I want, I want to go on the ride. So I thought, let me have a theme park ride right here. So while you're waiting to get a signature from Robert England or any number of these, these people, all of a sudden, I'm in character. I got this costume from the show. I got the eyes, I got the teeth, and I'm, and people jump like, ooh. Yeah. And they go, ooh, 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 can you do that to me too? Nah, yeah, I can. That's the best. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I got a nine-year-old. I, yeah. I got, I got bills to pay. Yeah. I can't be messing around. You got it. But they it. love it. I love it. And then that gives me um, that sense of life. I get that rush yeah. when I do that, and when I see their faces, right? Yeah. So that, so it, it evolved from 2006 to now. Gotcha. It's the best. You know? It is hands down the best. And, 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 and to say it's the best is almost. It's almost a disservice because there's nothing even close. So that's how much the best it is. Well, yeah, thank you. Last question. Uh, and thank you so much for taking the time. We're, we're a band, you know, uh, Voyager 3, and so we always got to bring music into it. What are, you, what are you listening to, I mean, either now or anytime? Like, what's some of your favorite stuff, favorite music? Some of my favorite music? Uh, um, there's, a, there's a CD. It's called Eugene Clark's Love Letters. Okay. As long as I give. Yeah. That's me, by the way. Yeah. And I saw that cover art before. Yes. And if you listen to it, anybody in the relationship, yeah. listen close. Okay. And if and if anybody has the CD, look at the inside. Um, the lyrics are in there. Yeah. So it's about relationships. So it's R&B jazz. I wrote most of the tunes. I have a wonderful saxophone player named Colleen Allen. Um, I'll sing I Love You. Then she's the saxophonist. She's, she's really the female. She is playing I Love You, but a different arrangement. And then I have a song, As Long As I Give, and then she plays it. Now, her version, number four, is my all-time favorite song. To this day, we did that in in the 90s. Yeah. To this day, it gets me. Hmm. Now, what I found out is she was pregnant at the time. Okay. So she understood the lyrics, yeah. right? Um, there was a song on it. Uh, remember, We Are the World, uh, African Relief? Well, I wrote the song, Letter from a Concerned Citizen Starvation in Africa. Um, the Canadian Red Cross used it to help raise funds for that. And I think with all, sorry, with all the funds coming in, we helped raise about $169,000. That's everybody, you know, every every group that um, got involved. She plays a flute on that. We did a 
uh, instrumental version. Oh, good. And then Cree Summers, um, Cree Summers was in the show called Different World. She was 16 at the time. Um, I have a song I wrote, Call Me, Help All the Children, and she sings on it. And that's been on the, the Sick Kids Telethon. So it's called Love Letters, but it's Love Letters to Couples and then for our community. So that's one of my all-time favorite albums. Awesome. Right there. Guess what we're going to be looking up? Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah Thank you so much, Thank sir. you. We appreciate it. Thank and you, bro. We, we, uh, we admire you. And you're, speaking of iconic, your eyebrows are iconic. And it's very fitting a recent role you played. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? <laughs> the Rock. Yeah. You know, The Rock, oh, yeah. who's now a famous actor, yes. when he was, he did that thing with his eyebrow. Yeah. Now, I'm older than The Rock. <laughs> I used to do that thing in school. You know, I played football at UCLA. Yeah. Mark Carmen was my quarterback. Nice. Uh, and, you know, that was, and I saw him and I went, okay, I can't do it no more because <laughs> he's, uh, He's super famous. He's yeah, yeah. You know, he took it over. You, you, you can't help but no, doing it's, it. It's, it's normal. normal. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's enough. All right. All right. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, man. We appreciate Thank it. You. Thank, Thank you, you so much. You Thank too you. now. Yeah, the guy is awesome. He's so cool to talk to. We didn't want to take up too much of his time and impose on him. Same thing with Kevin Kepi. We didn't want to, you know, uh, pull them away from, from the crowds and everything, but they were both so generous and, and, uh, talk to us longer than we expected. And uh, like we said to Peter Mengede, thank you guys for even giving us the time of day because we're just three, you know, scrubs who are just trying to have some fun out there. Uh, he's he's a Renaissance man and um, he's super cool. And very, like I said, both of those guys, very generous for, for uh, talking to us. Thank you guys. Yes, indeed. Okay, so we've mentioned that we were doing our circuits around the convention. We were looking at stuff. We were of course, bound to spend some money. I think I spent more than anybody else, but uh, let's talk about collecting cool stuff. This this time, this episode, it's not just one of us. This time we're going to talk about whatever we got this weekend at the, at the convention. So, Greg, why don't you go first? Like you said, I kept doing laps around the place because when you're, when you're there for two days and you're just standing at the booth, you know, you gotta, you gotta walk around. You gotta keep the blood moving, Steve. That's right. And, uh, so I kept finding myself gravitating back to the smaller side room. There were some vendors in there. I kept stopping by this, this stand called Casal Studios. And I ended up, um, later on in the day, I ended up having a really long conversation with um, Matt Casal, who's the guy, and, and another guy. And we, we just sat there and talked about movies, I think, for about maybe a half hour. So, nice. um, But here's what I got. So anybody that knows anything about me, I'm going to try to do this justice on the screen here. That Can you see this? Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Now, there's something about that poster, because I saw it in real life uh, the day you got it. I don't know how they got the colors to be so incredibly vivid. It's not That is not like a digital print. It's, it's, it's got to be like a, a Jaclay type of thing or a screen or something, because it yeah, the colors really are nice. so vibrant. I know, and that's why I kept going back to it, because I'm an obsessive jaws fan and it's just cool because it's got like their name it's got all the stars names at the bottom it looks just like a theatrical poster and then of course i had him sign it over there yeah but yeah i, I love that the blood is the the logo yeah for him sure. and i talked about that quite a bit um 
I think that was a really clever idea. And then I just love how it transitions from like the cool colors up to the warm colors at the top. And, uh, you know, of course you got the three barrels. Yeah. You can't stay down with three barrels, Aaron. Not <laughs> with right. three barrels. That's right. Right. <laughs> so anyways, uh, that's a great pick. That's a wonderful, super, wonderful, super thing. awesome poster. Very affordable too. So we're, we'll link Cassell studios and, uh, he's definitely got some other posters that are equally as good uh, from different movies. So maybe you'll find your favorite movie among some of the stuff that he does, but this jaws one, it just spoke to me. No, you had to go scoop it up. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you what, um, I know we were there for two days, but because I was in so many conversations with people just like that, who came up to the table and some of them knew the band. We were talking about all kinds of stuff, all those days of various genres and uh, that actually, that actually leads me to my pick. Believe it or not, uh, this one guy came up, and he had a Invincible Armor T-shirt on. I couldn't believe it because you don't see a T-shirt for that, not never. So I asked him, I go, "Where did you get that from?" Thinking, you know, did he get it from from Morris City Nightmares, or what? But no, he told me that there's this website that has all kinds of stuff like that. It's called uh, Thirty Six Styles, and it kind of caters toward the kung fu ninja stuff mostly uh or or exclusively actually we talked for about a half an hour or so or maybe even more about all kinds of different kung fu films that uh i knew about that he knew about and we learned from each other and ones we never heard of and i i have my notes my notes out on my phone i was jotting down directors and film titles that i'm going to check out um and then after he bought new york ninja and then went on his way to check out the rest of the fest i went right to 36 uh, styles.com and I ordered myself an invincible armor t-shirt so that's on the way um, nice. so that's kind of like getting something at the con sort of but not really um, it, but it, so I got informed around the con yeah I got informed at the con but yeah. I didn't get it from the convention in particular but I did get those couple keychains for my yeah. kids and I got my wife a Nightmare on Elm Street t-shirt very detailed with no logo though it's just Freddy on there so when you see him you don't need a logo you, you no. know what it is yeah. all good and then I, I didn't get anything else for myself bet between rewriting questions and doing the thing at the booth and everything like that I kind of didn't I went out there the least I think yeah. from all of us um I did get some chicken fingers though but that doesn't oh, count as go. cool I uh all right, all right Aaron lay it on us I was in the poster game too. Um, there's there, there there was a booth right across from our booth that I had my eye on the whole time, and um, he I said, you know, I want. I, I was like looking for specific stuff instead of just browsing through. That's always fun too. But I was like, oh man, if they had a Streets of Fire poster, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. So uh, he said, yeah, they're not in alphabetical order. So just look in the. Um, like adventure or something like that, the crime section. So I looked and there were Streets of Fire. There you go. Uh, I was super stoked to find that. Streets of Fire, I won't go on forever, but Streets of Fire is a movie that came out in 1984. I probably talked about it on the podcast before, but it's a movie that I felt like I grew up with. I should have grown up with, but I didn't see it until like two years ago. 
but watching it immediately made me feel retroactively as if I grew up with it. <laughs> like if you get a raise and they go, yeah, we're going to make this race retroactive for the last six months. And you feel like you just won the lottery. <laughs> that's what happened with streets of fire. I um, like just went back in time and grew up with it. Like I should have. Um, it's a great movie. Uh, and it's a sweet ass poster. Yes. Um, oh yeah. I got uh Conan the barbarian. Never that's, go wrong you know, with that. One of the, one of the best uh, pieces of art ever for a movie poster can't go wrong with that and then that uh, is true a very uh recent uh one of my it's jumped into my top 10 movies of all time oh yeah uh man speaking of panels goes metals yeah we we mentioned him so much but we can't help it there's mandy for you there the guy who had all the Funko Pops, uh, I could not pass up Ronnie James Dio, of course. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, man, come on. Of course, I had to do that. You got to stay uh, away from those things, Aaron. I know. I know. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. When but, I was doing the live walkthrough, um, I, I walked through that Funko Pop booth, and I said, you know, the trouble with Funko Pops is that, you know, you get three or four, and then you say, you know, that's all I'm going to get. Or I'm speaking for myself. You get three or four or five. I think and everybody that's like, feels like that at yeah. first, though. And then, and then they go ahead and make something, uh, you know, for Dungeons and Dragons and Phantasm and V and Blade Runner. And then before you right. know it, you have 37 of these things. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Do they have it for Phantasm? I don't think so, but I did say that in the in the live. But uh, that was at the moment, you know, uh, without, check without research. I don't I think I would they want do. that. Well, oh, if yeah. they don't, they will before the end of the year. They're just always expanding. I know, man. And and by the way, if they do have it for Phantasm, then I'll have six more or however yeah. many they end up making. <laughs> <laughs> and then don't they have to have the one that's the the, the ball too, the sphere, just yeah, that by itself? Yeah, right, right. Uh, man, we, we might be giving for... Funko some good ideas. They might go, why didn't we do that yet? The, exactly. That Voyager 3 band, man, they're on to something. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do Funkos for them. Yay. Oh, yeah. Now you're talking. And I've, yeah. I, I, could, I could come with a couple keyboards and you could come with a Strat. And Greg has a shiny, sparkly, you know, kick and snare. They probably wouldn't do a whole kit. But, you know, you know how they kind of abbreviate. Well, they did for Peter Chris. Oh, did they? they? Did oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it's Peter Chris. It's... They did for the cat man. <laughs> the yeah, cat right, man. right. Yeah. Um, See now you're talking. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Now we got nobody you. wants to be Peter Chris, Aaron. Not, <laughs> not even not Peter even Chris. Peter Chris. <laughs> um. So yeah, and so that was that was awesome. We had a good time. We had a good time. A great time at our booth. It was the most fun I've had at our booth uh, ever. I feel because um, we didn't have any lulls. People kept coming up to us every every you know just the whole time. It was steady. And everybody was comfortable. We didn't have to sit there like looking at them desperately. Like, do you want to look at our stuff? Do you want to talk to us? Like, it, it was just natural. People came up and talked, and um, we had our music kicking. Uh, I think our neighbors probably appreciated it. We had the guy who did art right across from us, and his head was bobbing for two straight days to our music because it was a little loud, but um, I think that's better than any kind of uh, awkward silences or anything. So there you go. Um, yeah, we had a great time. And then on Saturday night, it was time for us to play and we haven't played in a while. And how did that go guys? Man, mashed potatoes and gravy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the getting ready for it was a little crazy, but we pulled through, man. We That's pulled right. Through. Yeah, you know, yep. in a convention situation like this, for those who aren't familiar with it, is that there's not an actual, 
you know, dedicated venue, like, you know, like, for example, like St. Andrew's Hall or, or Smalls over in Hamtramck. Yeah, sta- a stage, stage room, you know, yeah. a, fi- a fixed stage. Yeah. So this is kind of like on the fly. Um, so during the day, it's a room where they have panels and some of the celebs of uh, various topics get together and talk and there's a bunch of chairs set up and it's wonderful for that. And then at night, we they flip it into the a makeshift concert venue and it, and when it's all said and done it's fabulous and, and everything works great but uh that switch over um can give you a little bit of challenge so we had to worry about the power for a minute but then everything was all set so it's not even not even anything to sweat about but uh yeah so when it was time to go we were rocking and it it started feeling better and better because i was looking around and i was seeing everybody was really into it like there were there there was a woman who came from california to see us like that just blows my mind still well, I yeah, thought, shout like, well, out to you, throwing knives for sure you because just the- I, I thought like well you came out here for like 10 other things and you just happened to fit us in right no but i think she came out specifically to see us um, right right and she's been listening to us since doom fortress so uh and and there were a bunch of people there just really getting into it and really like uh really enthusiastic and stuff it was great yeah and well, yeah, we I, learned I mean, a lesson a whole- that night by the way greg did you know that What's that? What's that? We learned we learned a lesson. That lesson is uh do not omit El Guantonero from the oh, site. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. been a while yeah. since we played El Guantonero and we're not going to uh let that go again. We're going to we're going to keep it going cuz people That's really right. seem to dig that one. That's right. And I'll yeah, link and, the uh, music video also, for that in the description by the way. Also Lord of Doom Fortress, Aaron. <laughs> well, right. here's the thing. We have a, we have four albums, so I don't know how we're supposed to play everything from from four <laughs> albums. There's a lot of music. Um, how right. many albums does like Alice Cooper have? Like how, he's got to choose songs, you know. Well, here's the thing too: is it depends on the show. When it's our show, and we're you know the headliner, if you will, then we could play an hour and twenty or something right. like that, you know, or, or so. But when, when that we're opening thing for too. somebody, they, yeah. then we got to become really uh frugal or really tighten it up tighten it up well when we were practicing these songs we were like man we have too much we're not going to be able to play this long nobody's going to want to hear us this long uh and it's going to take forever and then while we were playing it seemed to go by in about a half hour and there was no discussion of cutting a song i was like wow we're really flying through this we played everyone yeah. that we were like thinking that we may have to cut one or two or something like that. We played all of them for sure. Played them that all. Was great. I think we played 37 songs. Yeah, we <laughs> played two, every three song and a half that hour. we ever wrote. <laughs> no, it was a good, uh, I don't know how long it was, but I think it was 10 songs. And that's, 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 that's a good, uh, that's a good little uh, a tally set. for us. Yeah. Yes. Man, I got a whole list of people that I, I wanted to, thank for coming to the show and just being at the convention like uh you already mentioned jen throwing knives um she was there with my friend jeff and he had a whole crew of people that i think um you know so jeff used to be in uh conqueror a local death metal band and uh my death metal band at the time used to play with them all the time and then that's right um so since then jeff moved down to georgia but him and I have kept in touch because we're both like weirdly obsessed with Tangerine Dream. So a lot of times we're, we're just talking about Tangerine Dream with each other. And uh, so anyways, Jeff told me he was coming to Motor City Nightmare. So I was already excited that like he was going to be there and he said he was going to come to the show. And then it turns out that um, 
he was hanging out with Jen, you know, throwing knives. And then I met all of their crew. Um, and, and I don't think all of these guys are from Michigan. A few of them were, but like some of these guys came from out of town just to go to Motor City Nightmares with Jeff and Jen. Yeah. So like Paul, I met Paul, Jake, Nate, Will, and Rich. I think that's all their names. Um, so like that entire crew came and hung out at our show, which I thought was super cool. And like those guys were obviously like having a blast at Motor City Nightmares. They were like, I, I've seen some of the like hotel pictures afterwards now on all their Instagrams because I added everybody on Instagram. So like they definitely made the most of the weekend. And, that's awesome. Um, Jen in particular, you know, she was like, man, if you ever get out to California, I can take you to the bar where uh, Tom Atkins sat for uh, Halloween three, you know, and uh, oh, that'd be killing. So she, Jen was super cool and obviously like really stoked um, to be there. And we were we were stoked that she was there. And it just contributed to the vibe of the show, you know, having so many people that we knew. And I, you know, I got others. You want me to list them now or do you want to do it at the end? How you want to do it? Man, list I feel like everybody. we should. I feel like we should thank, uh, first of all, um, your younger brother, Steve. Yeah. Shout you out know, to Sam, Sam, man. Thank yeah, you for Sam hanging out, out the whole weekend. He like set up the drums. He put the drums away. He took awesome pictures, his picture. Yeah. I think we posted his, his set of pictures, which, you know, he, he's one of Paul's surprise, Aaron. Yeah, he's one of Paul's surprise for photography. Yeah, he's very a, true. the man is a professional and even the pictures that he takes of us talking look super cool i know serious I business know. No, like, nor i don't think we've ever put pictures up uh, that weren't of us playing but these are pictures of us like just like hanging right before we were going to play like talking to each other and it looks right. cool yeah it looks like yeah. we're out of time magazine or something it's like holy <laughs> yeah, shit <laughs> the kids got a kid's got a good eye on them yeah, right that kid that, that young kid <laughs> yeah young whippersnapper but yeah, uh right, so man. obviously sam green huge thank you to him uh our buddy ian was there from uh yeah. movie theater massacre that's right he he was standing he was lurking like right behind me the whole <laughs> the whole set man making me nervous <laughs> i don't know what he, i don't know what he's doing back there man right. all i know is he's got to take it easy that's right. um <laughs> uh cory dana was there that's yeah, right. I think Aaron, yeah. Aaron, you bought his book, right? Picked I up did a copy buy of his, his book. book. Yeah, it was overdue. I should have got it a year ago, but I got it. I got it this time. Yep. So, so thank you know Corey and his wife Jerry, right? I think that's. I yep. think I got that right. Uh, Metal, our buddy Metal Dan was there. He's that's been right, yep. he's been hanging around us since uh, the Forge days. So right. uh, we we got Kevin James and his wife Jen. Yep. We got Carl Hoffman and Penny. I was getting to him. Uh, and you guys told me that a friend of mine from high school, Val Valerie Viviano, she, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, she, she stopped, stopped by. by while I stepped out. So I missed her, but, uh, I'm still going to give her a shout out. And then, um, the one other person that attended, well, let's just say this, he was at our show, but I don't think he stayed to see us, but I'm going to give him a pass. Um, because he was, um, busy staring at Aaron's pedal board and that's, uh, oh, Henry yeah. Thomas, you that's know, Henry true. Thomas from ET from, from ET and, uh, midnight mass. That's right. Yeah. You know, he might be just Haunting a humongous of fan of a uh, phase 90, Aaron. That could be. Well, yeah, I think so. And Greg, you said he's a musician, right? I, that's what I heard. And I got yeah. a picture of him sort of like obsessing over your pedal board. Um, yeah. That well, he, he, might like, he might like that fuzz pedal you have too. He might. 
that was an honor to know that that dude was staring at my pedal board, especially as a musician, because it's one thing to look at a pedal board and wonder what the stuff does. But if you're a musician and you, and you know, the stuff that's even kind of even cooler. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. So I snapped a incognito picture of him checking out Aaron's uh, pedal board. I don't know if I'll post that one. I might just keep that in my personal collection, but, uh, <laughs> and then like, we ended up having a conversation on Sunday with a, with an actor who's been in a handful of TV episodes. You guys want to you guys want to hang on to yeah. that and have Michael, Aaron talk about that one? Michael Robert Brandon. Um, uh, dude, that dude was super cool, man. Yeah, he was great, and he was like really just just real casual, just hanging out with us. It wasn't an interview or anything. It was just him hanging out and. Um, telling us about some of the roles he's gotten and if we recognized him but he's one of those character actors that you that you see in things but you don't necessarily know him like by name you know which which happens a lot that's that's actually kind of a cool mark of a good character actor is that True. you know their face because you've seen them in like 50 different things but one of the one of the highlights of his career for me uh or his resume was uh he was in carnival which was i love that show from hbo um back in the geez the early 2000s that was one of my favorites also one of the shows that hbo totally screwed over by not giving him a season a third season to finish their story but that guy was in carnival he all he said he was almost he almost got the role of lex luther for superman uh returns and I think in retrospect, he said this too, um, he would have been better off with the role than Kevin Spacey, considering what's happened to Kevin Spacey in the last few years. So I would, I would right, like to, right. uh, I would like to retroactively cast Michael Robert Brandon in the role of Lex <laughs> Luthor and everything would have been cool. Maybe the movie would have been better received. You never know. Never know, um, man. Different. But, uh, yeah, that was really chemistry. cool talking to him. Really cool. Yeah. So if you've never been to Motor City Nightmares, uh, keep an eye on their website and their facebook and uh check it out for next year uh it's always in july it'll, and it'll uh, don't 16 miss 16 years 16 That's years right. next year and i think we've already you know i think we're already we already know we're going to be there along with amino acids so oh did that you know, did that get discussed because i, I yeah, wasn't man, privy to that that deal was made oh okay well there you Between go <laughs> you heard it first on me and one of the uh between me and one of the amino acids that who we don't know that's right yeah which one talk. which one aaron i have no idea but <laughs> we talked we talked a nice conversation about next year oh, it seems cool. like things things are uh gonna happen man yeah I mean, so that's let's a, just book that hotel room now steve i know yeah. right for sure and if you play your cards right when you get up and go downstairs to get the continental breakfast you might run into ted ramey it's 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 a distinct yeah. possibility you we never did. know we did on that note we are gonna call it for this episode of v3 cast but do us a favor leave a comment and let us know if you were at motor city nightmares what did you pick up what were some highlights for you did you have a great time tell us about it and uh for those of you on the uh youtube platform watching v3 cast Go ahead and subscribe. Help us out. Help us out. And until next time, we'll see you on V3Cast.